This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. The guy who got me interested in fly fishing was a ranger naturalist in Rocky Mountain National Park. He did a fly fishing demonstration every week at the Moraine Park Campground. Dave, you know where that is, don't you? I do. It's where I asked my wife to marry me. (laughs) Uh, What a great place. Not not only for fishing, but for uh, marriage proposals. I'm not so sure because I went fishing right afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, and you're still together. That says something. Well, anyway, this guy, Jerry Williams, he did something brilliant. Now that I look back on it, and I'm convinced that uh, what he did is what uh, really drew me into fly fishing. What he did is he took a very complex sport and made it simple. And that's what we want to talk about today, keeping fly fishing simple. We've been wanting to talk about this for a while. And then recently, someone posted a comment on our Facebook site about one of our podcasts, the one on the five mindsets of a successful fly fisher. Uh, Dave, do you remember what that listener said? I sure do, and it was a great comment and really appreciated the post. And uh, he said, you guys make it sound like work. For me, it is a relaxing and peaceful time, which I enjoy. And I don't make it like work. It's not hard, and it is not rocket science. Why do people try so hard to make it so hard? That is what discourages people from trying it. You know, he makes an interesting point, and, and he raises a fair question. Why does fly fishing have to be so hard? Well, we're going to talk today about keeping fly fishing simple. So let me ask you, Dave, how simple can fly fishing be? I don't think it's simple initially. I'm reminded uh, of a podcast I recently listened to. uh, The interview interviewed uh, Alex Rinald, who's the world's best free soloist in terms of rock climbing so he scales all these granite cliffs around the world with no ropes wow well we're fishing the lakes below (laughs) (laughs) exactly and what's what was crazy about what he was talking about was he said that it's very difficult to get into rock climbing as an adult he's noticed a lot of people in their 20s want to get into rock climbing so they start lifting right lifting weights they try to get stronger he said the problem is is that their bodies and their, you know, their arms and legs get stronger, but what happens is that they blow out their um, hands, the tendons in their hands oh, and wow. their knuckles. He said, because that's probably only something you can develop over time if you start out as a kid. Really? In other words, you can't really develop that as an adult. Wow, that's and interesting. So he started out when he was five or six years old climbing. Oh, man. And so obviously there's a lot of us who started fly fishing not when we were kids, in which we were probably more facile and at least unafraid or not worried about what other people thought. And now we're adults and we're starting it. And so if you're starting fly fishing as an adult, it is complicated. I'm just telling you, it's complicated. And so you know, our podcast is try to get to simplicity, but at the end of the day... Fly fishing starts out as complex, I think. I think you're right. And as you advance and as you learn more, then it becomes as simple or as complex as you want it to be. Now, some fly fishers enjoy the complexity and and others, and I'm probably one of the others who who really don't. I 
I like catching fish. I want to keep things simple. But I think of our friend Gary Borger, and I've been with him along the stream side. I mean, he's down there, you know, turning over rocks and analyzing insects, and he is having a blast. Yeah, he is. And I think, you know, that that's great, and I'm glad there are people like that. But And, and I probably, sometimes I need to stop and do more of that. But I, I don't want to go into that, maybe that level of complexity. Uh, we have another friend, Glenn, who uh, often comments on our posts, really a, a good fly fishing guide uh, back in the Adirondack Mountains, and he makes his own leaders, and I, I think that's great. And, you know, you and I have, we're, we're kind of, that's kind of piqued our interest, and we may look at that, but... We are never going to make our own leaders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We might not. But hey, at least you did order some braided leaders. So I did. We, I ordered some furled leaders. Yep. So yeah, I'm going to try it. Right. Right. So, I mean, we're, we look at things like that. But honestly, you have to decide as, as you go. Uh, some people really uh, enjoy the problem-solving part, and, and that's, that's not it for others. And, and that's fine. It's, uh, it's whatever uh, makes you enjoy the, the sport the most. Some are interested in techniques like Tinkara, um, and honestly, to be honest with you, I'm not there. No, um, I'm not either. I, it's okay if you are in some ways. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the most simple fly fishing, that, right? That's true. That's the irony of it. You could it, argue yeah. that Tinkara is like the simple of mm -hmm. the most simple, right? It's just a, such a rod. You know, a, that would be interesting to talk to some of the experts if it's any easier to, uh, uh, to learn that. Uh, if, if that would be a good interim step before you, you pick up the, the typical nine foot six weight yeah. you know, rod and go cast. But, but you're right, that's, uh, uh, that's just one I'm not that interested in. And that's okay. And, and people who are, great. Well, one thing I do love about fly fishing, which creates the complexity, is that, and you just mentioned it, you can go as deep into this as you want to go into. Yep. And so there are some folks who want to go into as deep as, you know, tying the flies, tying leaders, um, you know, some even, you know, create rods for themselves, custom rods. And that's the beauty of the sport. However, yeah. sometimes for me, it's I want to get to simplicity while I also want to keep growing in areas that I need more expertise mm -hmm. in. But I want to keep it simple mm -hmm. because I just love catching fish. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is uh, fly fishing should be peaceful and relaxing. Now, honestly, it's more for me that way when I'm catching fish and when my equipment is working. And that's what requires a bit of complexity. You know, it's like any great adventure. There, there's a certain level of, of joy that you get as you get better at it. And, and I suppose, too, that there's a certain level of joy in uh, learning more about the, the craft. As you think about it, Dave, in the last year or so, have there been any, you know, any areas of growth for you that, I mean, I know you're still a very average fly fisher, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, yeah, but seriously, yeah, are there, are there some areas that you said, hey, I, I want to know more about this. I'm going to dive into this a little bit more. I think I've gone deeper into nymphing, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I spend more time on it in the river. I'm probably less. I thought you were going to say you put more weight on. That's why you're deeper. <laughs> that, that was really bad. I'm yeah, sorry. Do, do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, but I probably have spent more time. I'll probably default to nymphing more just because it's an area which mm -hmm. I need to increase my ability to mend, to read water, to, yeah. um, to cast. Um, being a little bit more technical, let me give you a good example of that. Would be uh, last time we were in uh, the Driftless, 
I, I purchased a couple mouse patterns and I talked to the, the person at the fly shop and she gave me some great ideas. So I began to learn how to quote mouse or mousing. Yeah. And um, so I decided one afternoon just to try it. I didn't catch anything, but learning how to slap the mouse on the edge of the stream and strip it. and But again, that would be an area in which I'm trying to actually increase expertise and actually growing in complexity in yeah. some ways. In a sense, it, there's a there's probably a, a time frame for, for complexity as you're learning mm-hmm. a new skill, right? And yeah. then you get to the other mm-hmm. side of it and it becomes just part of, part of your fly yeah. fishing regimen. And I think what we want... Uh, new fly fishers to understand is you can really simplify and you can do well. Uh, Absolutely. You know, and then as, as you go, you can build in the complexity kind of based on what you want to do. So how do we keep it simple for beginners? I mean, what, what would you say, Dave? Any thoughts about that? Well, one is knots. I just picked up a book uh, from Orvis on fly fishing knots. And yeah. it's, it's a big book. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a compact book, but... <laughs> I looked at all those knots and I thought there is not a chance that I'm ever going to add maybe even one of these knots to my right. regimen. Yeah. And I've, I've tied lots of knots through the years. In other words, lots of different knots. But I, I keep coming back to two knots, which is the improved clinch knot yep. and the uh, surgeon's knot. Oh, I'm the same Do way. Do you use anything else? No, no, I, I really don't. I, I Actually, I've used one other uh, knot to tie my fly on the... Uh, you know, onto my tippet, but uh, no, I, I basically stick with the improved clinch. I mean, that just works for everything. And then, yeah, like you say, for uh, tying your uh, uh, tippet onto uh, your your leader, then you can use a surgeon's knot or some form of that, and that that just makes it a lot easier. You know, yeah. I can do them as quickly as uh, as a guy like me can tie those, and and then you move on and. And again, I have no problem with guys who really enjoy learning different knots, and they they have a, you know, they have a knot for for you know every little different uh, nuance. Yeah, that that's right. Size of fly, or if it's a wet fly or a dry fly, or, and and that's great. It's just I've I think we've proven to ourselves that that even if you don't go to that level of complexity, uh, you, you can still catch trout. Uh, you really can. You, you know, wouldn't you say it's the same thing with leaders? Absolutely. You know, here's the other one of the complex pieces. When you buy a leader, it'll say like nine foot five X. And and I don't have my table in front of me, but I'm thinking five X is what? About is it about three point seven five pounds, like about that. four yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that that's uh that works for uh, the, the first, you know, couple of uh, casts or, or the fish you get or the first couple times you lose your fly. Exactly. <laughs> that that's what I was trying to say. Well then what you have to do and, and some fly fishers just do this right off the bat and we, we often do it too is you just tie on uh, a stretch of 5x tippet right away but that requires that that uh, surgeon's knot takes a little bit more time. I would just say if you're if you're brand new at fly fishing and you don't have somebody with you who is the guide, well invest a little bit more money. You'll pay five or six bucks for a leader. And I know some fly fishers go through a whole year with the same leader. Uh, I'll typically change mine, you know, if I'm fishing consecutive days in a row, I may I may use the whole the same leader the whole time. I may change it every couple days. But you know what? If if you're new at fly fishing, you're trying to minimize the complexity. So after you've uh, lost a fly a couple times and you, you kind of sense 
uh, boy, the end of this leader isn't as uh, small as it used to be. Well, put another one on. You know, it's, it's six bucks, but uh, it, it's just not a big deal. Well, another area is, well, actually, to, to follow up with that simplicity, I was talking with, again, this fly shop uh, person. Uh, when we were at the Driftless, I think it was at the Driftless Anger, Angler. And the Driftless Anger. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt after not catching fish that's all funny. day. Yeah, that's uh, right. The Driftless Angler. Yeah, Viroqua, Wisconsin. Yeah, great, Viroqua, great shop. Wisconsin. Yeah. It was a great shop, really well run. And uh, the person who was there, she was helping me with my first you know, uh, shot at mousing, right? So I said, well, what should I, what leader should I get? Should I get a 3X leader? Because that's a really big fly. She goes, you know what I do? Did I just cut my tippet all the way up almost until I think it's 3X and I throw on the, I throw on the mousing, uh, the mouse and I go out and I go mousing. So, yeah. I mean, it was so simple that she was not even going to put on a 3X leader, right? Yeah. She was just going to yep. clip one of her old leaders like and that. use that. Yeah. And, and in the end, that was, pretty simple is exactly what I did and I, it was actually perfect for I only I think I fished only about a half hour doing yeah nursing, but, right so yeah and again we're talking about just beginning you know we, we don't do this now I mean we you know we pay attention to uh, our, our tippet size and and we tie on tippet but if, if you're just starting out that's one thing that you can eliminate uh, I would say just buy you know nine foot four x nine foot five x nine foot six x and if you're fishing bigger streamers, uh, you know, you're stripping a woolly bugger. Use a 4x. If you're, uh, you know, if you're using size 12, 14 flies, then do the the 5x. If if you're 16, which is kind of right on the the edge, but definitely when you get into 18, like a parachute atom size 18, you want that 6x tippet. But that's all you need to begin with. You don't have to have, uh, you know, everything from 2x to uh, uh, to to eight x, you know, yeah, no you, kidding. You just don't need to. Yeah, no kidding. The other thing I would say is really identify five or six basic flies. Yeah. Now, yep. um, your mentor uh, Bob Granger talked about as you get older or as you fly fish more, you tend to kind of default to kind of the ones that that tend to work for yeah. you, and that mm -hmm. I think is a very natural thing. I think. Um, one of the things you probably should do over time is force yourself to, you know, start to use different flies, um, just to expand mm -hmm. and to test and to uh, expand, you know, what you throw. Yeah. But when you're first starting out, I think a what? What would you say? Like on the dry flies? Yeah, side? you know, I man, if I just had two dry flies, I'd be happy. Parachute Adams and a and an Elcare Caddis. But really, they will work in you know for a lot of different things. I mean, even a caddis can imitate a grasshopper or any number of other things. And, and the parachute atoms, I mean, everything from uh, blue wing olive and you know betas. It's just a lot of things. So, so what yeah. sizes would you have in those two? You know, I would probably do something a little bit larger, like a 14, and then maybe a maybe a size 18, just to get it get it small maybe the parachute atoms in an 18 and the caddis in about a 14 and then uh yeah a couple wet flies what would you use dave if you had a couple wet flies well i'd use the one that we always talk about which is the beadhead uh prince nymph yeah that's right um obviously i'd probably add the pheasant tail in there beadhead yeah. pheasant tail and then also a copper john something small tiny and red the red copper john yeah and I think with that, I would probably add the San Juan worm. I yeah. use that mm -hmm. as a wet fly. It just 
it seems to solve a multitude of ills when nothing's hitting. Yep. So it really um, does. And you know what? If we were on a trip just about anywhere in the West, and I think even in, in even in Wisconsin, yeah, yeah we I'd be fine with just those flies. Maybe one other comment in terms of simplicity for beginners, and that has to do with casting. You'll read about a lot of different kinds of casts, like uh, roll casts, and uh, you know those, those can be great. It's a good technique to learn, but bottom line is if you can just get your <laughs> your line out there and get it in the water if you can learn to mend your line you're good to go yeah absolutely and just simply learn to flip it upstream yeah that's all mending is you're just flipping the middle section of your line uh, upstream and, and if you can do that you don't have to worry about uh, all the different kinds of casts now again that's going to come later we're not saying that you don't want to grow but to get started out, you need that level of simplicity. So one of the complexities is learning to mend your line when your line is still in the air. Right? Yeah. That's an art in and of itself. That's a, that's a cast that take, has taken me years. In fact, I would say I still don't know how to do oh, it Oh, I'm still well. learning to do yeah, that. Just about the time I, I get one or two and think, man, I got this down. Then I, then I do it the third time. And it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, this is ugly. Or the yeah. wind gust, you know, so... So I guess I'd say this, and tell me what you think about this, Dave, but as strange as it sounds, I think learning the complexities as you, as you continue on will actually help you with the simplicity. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think you only get to simplicity on the far side of complexity. Yeah, that's Meaning, true. you know, when you're first starting out, yes, it is awkward. Yes, it takes a lot of work, um, but you get to the other side of it and then it becomes simple, right? And you begin to enjoy fly yep. fishing for the simplicity. Now, if you want to continue to grow, you have to push yourself again and learn. Maybe you add mm -hmm. furled leaders or add fly tying to it or add, and the more things you add, again, right. you more have to- casts. More casts. Yeah. You have to push through complexity, get to the other side, which is simplicity, however you learn. Yep. So I guess we're, what we're saying is that fly fishing is a dance between simplicity and complexity. And, and hopefully what we've said today uh, will help you if you're a new fly fisher, kind of help you uh, figure that out. It's time now for great stuff from our listeners. Recently, Roger Bird made a comment that really connects with our podcast theme today. He was commenting on our podcast on our top nymph and wet fly patterns. And this is what he wrote. He said... This was a very timely podcast for me as I was on my way to northeast New Mexico on a fishing trip. Good information on flies that we should all carry. I think the one thing I gleaned from this was that really you need to carry a few flies rather than an entire box. I think that too often I overwhelm myself with having too much to choose from. I used a lanyard for the first time and it helped also because I was limited in what I could carry with me. Maybe do a podcast on what tools you should carry on one. Anyway, needless to say, it was the San Juan worm that carried the Yay. day for me. Yeah. <laughs> I tried dries, too windy, nymphs and streamers. It was a great trip. <laughs> it's a good comment, isn't it? And that, yeah. That's to the point. You know, yeah. simplicity does make it easier. And, and uh, Roger uh, took that approach and uh, he, he caught some fish. That makes me happy. Nothing That's right. Makes the, me happy. The trusty San the Juan. The old worm. San Juan. Well, that'll do it for today. How do you find the balance between simplicity and complexity in fly fishing? 
Please share your thoughts with us by going to twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. Or if you're on Facebook, you can comment there too. How do you keep fly fishing simple for beginners? You can find Two Guys in a River on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love for you to visit our podcast on iTunes and rate it. That helps. And we'd love for you to give us a review. Also, you can download a podcast app on your phone and receive our weekly podcast. That's how I listen to most of the podcasts that I subscribe to. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.